Hello and welcome. This is On and Off the Pitch as part of the An Interview with series. We are joined by Suzanne Moynihan, I better get that correct, a female <laughs> referee in the game. Uh, we want to find out what it's like to be a referee, but also a female referee in, in what seems to be uh, increasing numbers in the world of women's football. Uh, Suzanne, thank you for joining me today. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Thank you very much for asking me to to do this interview with you. I'm very honoured to, to be talking to you right now. <laughs> no, the honour's the mine. I'm honoured to be talking to you because um, <clears throat> I love football, and like most people who love football, uh, we always love the players, but we don't really like the referee. <laughs> <laughs> that's a common... A common understanding. <laughs> we don't. We don't really. No one says, "Yeah, I had a drink with the ref the other day," and they, you know, no one talks to the ref. So, you know, before we kind of jump into that kind of, what's it like being a referee? Where did it? Where did the idea come from for you to say, "I'm going to be a female ref"? Um, actually, it was um, due to my dad. Um, he's ran a junior football club for many, many years, um, and the, there is a shortage where where I live of referees. And one day, I received an email from the Manchester FA asking, um, well, notifying him that there was a female referee course coming up. So one Sunday afternoon, we were sat down, we was having tea, um, and he said, "I've got a serious question to ask you." Yeah. And I said, right, okay. He said, how would you feel about becoming a referee? And at that point, I just laughed. Um, I don't follow um, any football team. I don't support football. Um, I didn't have any knowledge of football um, prior to becoming a referee. So for me, it was like a crash course. Um, I laughed at first and then I thought, you know what? Yeah, I'll give it a go. And when it actually came to doing the training, I thought, I'm never going to pass this. Um, I'm never going to pass in a million years. I don't know anything about football. Um, and to my surprise, I did. Um, when I finally started refereeing and I got on that pitch, um, I wish that I'd have done it sooner. I absolutely love it. Um, I've got a love for the game. Um, I've got a love of the laws, the interaction with players, managers, coaches. Um, my only regret is not doing it in my teenage years. Um, and I'm 31 this time and I've been doing it three seasons this time. Do you, you know, when you say that when you walked onto the pitch, it's almost kind of, you, you kind of sounded like it was the kid who discovered Christmas. Like, this is yeah. so exciting. Yeah. You, you, you never played before. No, never played before, never bothered watching football. Um, I don't have a particular football team that I'm, I'm interested in. Um, I, if my husband's watching, t uh, watching football, I will watch it with him. But I, what I tend to find is, is when I am watching football with people, they want a ru running commentary as to what the referee's doing. Um, and that is my pet peeve um, because that referee is on that pitch doing that job at that time. And it wouldn't be fair of me to say, oh, well, actually, I would do it differently because there is no right or wrong answer in refereeing. It's your perception of the situation, what's happening. It's funny. I mean, it's a question I was going to kind of come to later on. But when you say you, you wouldn't do that in terms of it being unfair to other referees, those of us who have played football from our childhood and adult teenage years uh, find it almost easy to complain about the referee. We hear commentators um, complain 
um, on TV and radio, but you, because you've had no prior knowledge of the game until you t began to be a referee, do you see the criticism as being totally unfair or unnecessary or just you know part of the part of the course? Sometimes it's a bit of both, and sometimes it's part of the course. Um, the laws of the, the game are constantly changing. For example, Simbin was introduced last season. Um, a lot of people um, from the older generation of referees were a little bit sceptical at first because they thought we were following the guidelines of rugby because I know rugby used Simbin. So not a lot of people were um, happy with the idea, if you like. Um, but because, the, as I said, the laws of the game change um, sometimes on a season-by-season -season basis, it's all about adjusting and adapting to their new laws. And not a lot of people understand that. Um, I mean, we as referees should know the laws of the game because um, we have to sit vigorous tests. Um, but there are others that don't know the laws of the game. And I think this is where the issue comes in um, with commentators, um, supporters, fans, coaches, players. I think that's where the issue underlines. I don't think it's so much the referee. I think it's the understanding of the laws. Mm. Do you know... Um... Question that I, that's come to me now in terms of the, the you said it the sin bins are used. Which which league are you officiating in, and do you officiate with bo is it boys, girls, or is it the the seniors or adults? Should I say? I do any age of football. Um, I do juniors on occasion, um, but at the moment I'm predominantly doing the female. Um, so I do the Greater Manchester Women's League. Um, I'm an assistant referee on the North West Counties, um, which is semi-professional. Um, I'm a level seven referee in the men's game, but in the women's, I'm a three W, so I'm a women's female nas national referee. And what and what do you what do you need to achieve in terms of qualifications to get to that level? Um, so you need to pass a lot of the game exam. Um, the higher up the ladder you go, you need to pass a fitness exam. Um, you need to obtain a minimum number of observations and a mi minimum number of games within that particular um, criteria, whether it be female or, or male, um, and be ready to develop yourself further. Okay, so now that you're qualified, yep. um, how difficult was it? to actually study on the course? And did you have to balance your study with work or was it just that you had you were able to study? Um, for me personally, at the time I held a, a full-time job. So um, I'd, the course instructors made it as easy as possible. So they would go through scenario situations. Um, they would provide us with all the content that we needed to pass the course. Um, including the laws of the game, so we've got um, we've got a laws of the game rule book. Um, it was also a Premier League, a couple of Premier League officials that attended as well, like Chris Kavanagh. Um, he attended one of um, one of the sessions, and he ha he talked about fitness. Um, we did practical sessions as well to help us manage our signals on on the pitch. So if we were signalling for a corner, um, effective use of whistle just anything that we would need basically um to officiate a game um and it was quite easy um the only 
sort of downside for me was I was working 40 hours a week um, and then I was giving up my weekend to do the course um, and then I was starting again Monday morning um, but it's about finding that sort of balance if you like the work referee balance and, and how how have you found that balance has it been difficult or sometimes yeah because um when i've finished work there is some leagues that do play um evening ge evening games midweek um so i finished work at five o'clock and I've, I've had to shoot from from warrington to the other side of manchester um to run a line um and those nights are difficult because I have a five-year-old um, so by the time I've got home um, I've missed tea time and he's already in bed um, so I'd effectively probably only be getting home between 10 and 11 o'clock depending on what time the game finished. So despite you coming into the game late your journey being much later than some who would have played it as a, as a child your passion for the game is definitely there because you're actually giving up not just work hours or you're cutting into your work hours, you're giving up family time to yeah. do a very important role as much as it is despised. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to do a very important role within, with, within a football, the world of football, that, that is des desperately needs good officials who are passionate about the game. Yeah. Yeah. And, and do, do you get praise for that from anyone? I mean, obviously your husband will praise you, but does, do any of your friends say, we really think this is great what you're doing or do they just cut, do they rib you and say, what are you doing? No, not at all. My friends, family have all been supportive of the idea. Um, I mean, my, my first ever county cup, um, my family was in the stands. My five-year-old, I would say, is my biggest fan. He, he was shouting from the stands saying, that's my mummy, that's the referee. Um, so it's just to represent your, your county and to have your friends and family watching something that you're really doing and you do it well um, is, is mesmerising. I, I can't put into words how satisfactory it is. It's just, it's the thrill um, of having people believe in you um, and support you. It's, it's a lot. It's, it's great. It's great. Do you know? Do, and now that you're qualified, you know, do you have to um, maintain your your course knowledge? Do you have, there are, are there refresher courses that you need to go on? Um, yes. Um, so we have to make sure that um, we know the new laws of the game before the season, when the season starts, um, because there has been a couple of law changes this season. Uh, now I am slowly working my way through it um, with lockdown and, and having a family. Um, it is sometimes difficult. Um, but it's about doing it in your spare time. Um, there are also Facebook groups that I'm um, members of um, and they put various clips on there for development purposes and you can talk about your thought process as to why you would give that decision um, or what type of decision that you would give and how you've come to that conclusion. Um, so there is all sorts of tools out there that you can use to help better your knowledge. Well, it's really funny you say um, video clips. It, 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 it caused me to think of a particular game which I was at where the referee made a decision which was, let's just say, wildly kind of like, we cannot believe it. What, what was she looking at? Um, do you get clips from the WSL and, and then as referees in your Facebook group, 
do you analyze it as a referee or do you kind of go what was what were they doing um it's well it's mainly premier league um oh. i don't think there are there are any wsl groups set up at the minute um but yes, it's always a thought process along the lines of what the referee was doing at the time and is it in accordance with, with the laws of the game? Because it's not about the decision that you make as well, it's about how you're going to enforce that decision um, and how you're going to sell that decision, it, whether it's right or wrong. Um, but yeah, it's I always analyse every situation as I would as a referee and how that referee got to that conclusion. It's, it's interesting that you say it's not just about the decision, it's about how you enforce the decision. Yeah. What, is, what does that actually mean to, the, to someone who doesn't know the process? <laughs> so um, if you're enforcing a decision, um, it's usually it's quite difficult to explain. Sometimes you can go off the, the player's reaction. Um, so sometimes um, you might not necessarily be in a, in, a, in the best position to see an incident um, and usually the, the reaction of the players will tell you so say if you're behind play and you shouldn't really be behind play but you're having a bit of an off game um, usually the player's reaction can help you enforce a decision um, so say it's a bit of a nasty challenge um, you can then sort of use that reaction to enforce an outcome Right, enforce an outcome. I like that. That's a that strong talk. That language is I'm in control. Um, how did how did the players take to you as a as a female referee? Uh, some players are okay. Um, it it just depends, basically. Um, I've had a lot of people who like having a female referee. I've had people that don't particularly care much for a, a, a female referee. I have some players where I can have banter with, have a laugh on the football pitch, um, but then when it comes to having a serious word with them, um, they will listen, or there'll be other teams that don't. It, it just depends, um, and it depends on um, how you react and, and how you are towards people as well. And I think if you show that you're human as well, it, it does help your situation a little bit more, and you empathise with the players. Yeah. Do, you, do with that in mind? Do you then make a point to go and speak to the teams before the game, so that you kind of gauge what kind of reaction you will get from them if you have to give a difficult decision, or do you not bother? Of course, yeah. I always do a team talk at the beginning. Um, I let the managers, coaches, players. Um, I let them know my expectations. Um, I will always say to players as well. Um, don't shout at me from six yards across the football pitch if there's a decision that I've given and you want to have a chat about it. Come to me at half time. I'll have a discussion with you. I'll, I'll give you. I'll talk you through what what happened and how I came to that conclusion. And usually they're okay. And I think if you have that form of communication with them, um, you tend to open yourself a little bit up more to. Um, the game running smoothly whereas if you just step on the football pitch and just say hi to everybody and then just crack on um you're opening yourself up at a risk there of possible um maybe ribbing possible dissent and then obviously that's where you 
yellow cards come in in your sim bin whereas if you have that discussion with them overall first of all you're usually fine you're usually fine um with the players obviously you, you get the opportunity to speak to them as you say yeah um not necessarily the same with the fans um, no <laughs> has has there been occasion where you've had to stop the game because of abuse yes. to you yeah yes okay. yes and to players as well um i refereed a, a semi a semi final um and there was a player that had scored a goal and there was a, a bystander in the crowd and they turned around and called a player, excuse my language, a cunt. And um, the the fans were just going off the rails. And at that point, I had to make a split decision and say, no, I'm not tolerating that. You need to leave. You need to leave now. Um, and it, I mean, it's not just to me sometimes. It's to players as well. Because fans can be cruel at times. Not just to officials, but to players. No. Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm sure I, I, I jest with you, of course. Um, obviously, you took the stance uh, of, of, of asking that, that member to, to leave. Um, have you had to go beyond that in terms of stopping the game itself? You know, have you had to do that necessarily or has that not, never been... Yes, unfortunately, in my first season, I did an under 16 football game um, that didn't go the way that I would like it to have gone. Um, ultimately, um, the game was abandoned. I was threatened. I was followed to my car. Um, I'll not go into details as to who the teams, but the FA took it very seriously. Um, I think one of the clubs was fined and it was made to go on an awareness course. Um, but it was a horrific incident and it really did shake my confidence for a while. Um, to the point where I actually came off my games for the next month just to try and bounce back. Um, and it nearly, it very nearly finished me off as a referee because I just thought, do I really need this on a Saturday and a Sunday morning? Do I really need to, to go out there and take that form of abuse? Um, and then I thought, you know what, no, I'm not going to let this beat me over a handful of individuals that that doesn't really understand the fact that I, I am human and I would, I just basically, I wasn't going to let it beat me over a handful of individuals. That's good, good for you. You, you mentioned... Um that the teams in question or one of the teams in question had to do an awareness course um with the experience that you've had would you suggest that this type of course be made compulsory or offered to teams before something goes wrong instead of it being used as as a punishment uh, i mean possibly um I mean, personal opinion, I think um, that the coaches of the football teams should have knowledge of the laws of the game. Um, that way that they can help um, their players during the course of a football match. 
Um, and I'm not saying it's so that, that you know that the coaches will tend to be on our side a little bit more. But if they had more of a um, more knowledge of the laws of the game and, and why us as a referee has come to that decision for a direct free kick or a, a free kick or a corner or whatever it's come to, I just feel if they had more of an understanding, perhaps us as referees might not get as much stick. Mm. Do you, do you, you know what I, mean? I do. No, I do know what you mean because as much as I spent a, a many, many years playing football when I was younger and watched the game, even though I say I know the laws of the game, I don't know all of the laws of the game. I'm like the man in the pub. I don't drink, but you know what I mean. I say I know, but I don't know. I, I'm one of those individuals. There are many of us who talk with confidence about things we really know everything about. You know, we know what the referee yeah. should do, but we're not the referee. We know the laws of the game, but we've never read the laws. You understand? Yes. So for, for me, yeah. I understand exactly what you're saying. And I would actually go as far as saying that that's the same thing for the managers. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm saying they're not, they, they spend all their time on the pitch coaching, on the field coaching tactics. They're not necessarily reading the laws of the game because they're not the ref. Well, exactly. Exactly. It's, you know, I've learned so I've learned a lot today. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> um, Suzanne, where, for example, for me, say you were kind of, I came along and I said, look, I want to learn, where do I go? What, what, which website do I go to to find out more about refereeing laws? Where would you point me towards? Uh, the first thing, the, the first place I'd point you to is your uh, mobile phone, if you've got one. Um, you can do. download a copy of the IFAB, which is the laws of the game. Oh, hold on a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let me write, make that. <laughs> IFAB? IFAB, yes. Right, I've noted um, that. Yeah. You can download an app and it has got all the latest laws of the game. And that is the one app that I constantly have on my phone um because if ever i'm in doubt at half time or whenever i just need a refresher thinking how should i be doing that that is the first place i will go right follow up to that ifab question or point who are the creators of this this fantastic application is it the football I league i believe it's the football association football association i'll give them a tick for that <laughs> making it pocket size and handy okay what you'll have now following our little conversation are fans walking around the ground at half time looking at ifab going she got it wrong <laughs> she got it wrong she got it wrong it did not say that that's what I can, that's what i can see it will be like recreating law and order by the side of a pitch everyone will be everyone will judge. be a, a judge judge and judge. jury an executioner. Just an executioner. Oh, gosh. You know, a uh, recent BBC report or report on the BBC said there's been an increase of over 70% of, of female referees across all levels of the game. Approximately more than 2,000 referees, which is great. You know, I'm going to, is there enough support for you as a female referee? Is there enough support for female referees? Is there enough? Yes, there is. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, there is. I, I can confidently go to my uh, referee development officer with anything um, and it, he will he would be more than happy to assist me. Um, I, my parent county is a Manchester FA um, and I know that if I need anything, anything at all, 
I could go to them. So say, for example, um, when I first got my very first county court, I'd never worked with assistants before. Um, and I went to my RDO and I said, look, I've got a county court final. I'm going to be working with assistants. I've never done that before. Can you help? And within a week, I had training on how to work with assistants and positioning and where I should be and what I should be looking for. Dude, that's great to hear. You know, I'm, you know, going back to when you started and said that you'd never played the game, you had no knowledge of football, you don't follow anyone. Um, how many other individuals like you were on the course like yourself, but also how many individuals who were also doing the training were former players, if you knew of any? More or less all of them. All I former think... players? Yeah, they were all former players. They've all had some form of interaction, I think. Um, when I think they broke the mould when um, they put me on the training course. <laughs> I'm the only one that's, uh, that's never played football. Wow. Wow. <laughs> okay. I mean, to be honest with you, I wouldn't like to think I was playing football because, no, in my luck, I'd probably kick the ball and take somebody's head off with it. Oh. Um, I wouldn't actually physically trust myself to kick the football, but I can referee it, no problem. That's a red card straight away. That's a red, that's a red card. That's a red. Well, that's, that's, very, that's very interesting that you say that, that the, the bulk of them that you, you, you trained with and went through the course were former players or had played the game. I'm not sure if that's the same with the male referees. I'd be, very, I'd be interested to find out, actually. That's a really interesting point that you've raised there. Because I, I, I thought you were going to say, no, no former players. Um, you know, they've all come from different walks of life. But no, that, that in itself is really good. And I, you know, there's one thing that I've always thought about, you know, playing football when I was younger. No one said to me, oh, what about coaching? Or what about a referee? You didn't. You kind of went on the pitch as a football player, and you just took everything for granted. I'm just going to yeah. play for the rest of my life. That's all I'm going to do. I'm not going to do anything else but play. Yeah. But there are so many different scopes and levels to football in terms of the the opportunities now. Refereeing, female refereeing, seems to be as it says the, the statistics say on the rise. The fact that you've never played football before, but you're now a female referee, says a lot. Because you now love the actual, you love the responsibility. I can take, I can see that, and you're adding value to an area of sport which needs, which definitely needs people who are passionate. And you're part of part of the army of that. Um, but it, it's, I've always considered that being a referee or coaching or learning about the rules as a player should be a fundamental part of your your yeah. coaching. Your, your your journey into football and, and and as a male it never was and I don't know if that's the case now but you know what do you think to that yeah I, I mean I, I fully agree with you um I, as I said before I think it would be a tremendous help um if the coaches knew the laws of the game because that way when they're um training or doing strategies with their players it helps if they know the laws, just even just a little bit. It doesn't have to be like a full-on sit there and, and do a test uh, exam or, you know, really mentally challenge themselves for it. But even if they just knew a little bit, it would help. It really would. You know, what I, I want to ask you before we kind of move away and kind of wrap things up, um, how far do you see yourself going? 
as a ref? What's the what's the do you get up and go, I wanna I wanna referee a, a game at Wembley or you know, do you think of things like that as a referee? I do, yes. Um my I'm thirty one well, I'm thirty one in August. No. Yeah. Um, ultimately, I want to be refereeing in the Women's Super League by the time I'm 35. Um, I am developing myself mentally, uh, physically. So I, I have a strict training program, uh, fitness-wise, trying to get myself fitter for the season. Um, I'm always thinking of ways to develop myself further as a referee. Um, I've been down to St George's Park a couple of times for the Women's Referee Development event, and that's. That in itself is amazing. Um, so yeah, uh, the one place I would like to referee, as strange as it sounds, um, is Anfield. I don't know why, but I I I would very much like to referee Anfield. Uh, but hold on, let me just clarify this. Where do you live? <laughs> I live in Lee. Okay. Of all the stadiums and places that I could pick out, I I'd say I'll, Anfield. I'm yeah. just checking. <laughs> Just, just, just oh, that's good. Well, do you know something? I really do. I, I actually hope I see you refereeing in the in the women's super league before the deadline you've given yourself as well. Yeah, I hope so too. Uh, before the deadline, but I really enjoyed talking to you about life as a referee and your journey. And I, I hopefully we can catch up with you again throughout the season when the season returns. You yes, can, when the season returns. We can cut we can touch base and you can say to me, I had a real shocker today, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. I can say you can say, This is what I did well. This is what I did well. Yeah. Okay. Well, well brilliant stuff. That'd be ace. I look forward to that. No, no, don't worry, we will we will do that, definitely. <laughs> I'm gonna say thank you, Suzanne, for um sharing your journey with me about being a referee, female referee, and what it takes and, and where you're going to go. Thank you very much. Thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity to speak to you about it. I'm very honoured. Thank you no, very much. No, it's all mine. It's all mine. All right, okay, that's it for this episode. Uh, please remember to like, share and subscribe. This was an interview with Suzanne, the female referee, who's heading to the Women's Super League. Look out for her. Until next time, oh, I can't get my words out. Until next time, bye for now. <laughs>